Hello and welcome to the Trailer Blazers podcast. And my name is Ben. Uh, and I have my co-host here. What is your name, sir? My name is Nick. I am from Germany. We are both from Germany. And this week we have many trailers that are foreign language films and the shows. From the Germanys and from the Frenchmen places like Quebec and France and maybe and even Belgium. I don't know. Germany has provided the earth with Braunschweiger, so it is good. And uh, lots of beer, eine beer, what is the beer, the, um, the eine burger, burger or something, what is it, what is the name of that beer? I can't maintain the accent, but I also don't know what you're talking about, so I can't. Uh, Bitburger, uh. I'm a Bitburger. Bitburger is not good. I'll, like I know some of you can at me if you want, but Bitburger is not good. I I bought it out, out of curiosity because people because it's famous, um, and I and people told me about it, and they mention it in one of the X Men First Class movies. I think what um, it's not good. I don't like it. Chasing that fame, huh, Ben? You'll do anything if it's famous. Now that's not true, Nick. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not a sellout. Just drinking all these movie beers that you hear about and fancy German accents. <laughs> Buy all the meme stocks. Uh, which, by the way, I'm holding the bag on all of them, so it was a very stupid move. <laughs> you didn't see that coming? I think that was across the board. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm actually going to hang on to them, though, because Mo- uh, BlackBerry, excuse me, BlackBerry is coming out with a 5G phone this year. And so I think the stock may go up when that phone comes out. So I'm going to wait. Nokia, like we talked about, it's going to be in the James Bond movie. So wait for that. Now, the GameStop, stop, yeah, I probably just lost out. I probably just lost money on that. It's plain and simple. But you stuck it to the man. I hope so. Uh, maybe. Or maybe yeah, you just lost of- some money. Maybe I just lost some money. Uh, I won't. I won't listen to the internet. Uh, I'll like that again. I'll tell you that. Probably uh, hindsight being twenty twenty and all that. Yeah. Um. Well, Nick, did you watch anything good this past week? What are peepers been peeping? Yeah, I finished watching season one of The Owl House on Disney Plus, which is an animated series from Dana Terrace, who was the storyboard director or artist or whatever for Gravity Falls and it has a lot of the same writing staff from Gravity Falls including Alex Hirsch and Matt Chapman who some of you may know as Strongbad. Thanks for choosing Strongbad email. Would you like to try a combo meal? And it was extremely good. I liked it a lot. It was a very good spiritual successor to Gravity Falls. Same kind of animation style. Same kind of humor. I liked it a lot. It was very good. If you have kids it's probably a good kid show because it's a cartoon on Disney+. Plus. And I recommend it. Very, very good. Very good. Uh, so I watched The Dig on Netflix with, is it Ralph Fiennes? Rafe. Rafe Fiennes. Uh, so I watched that. Uh, I now have a crush on, oh, what's her name? Lily James. Lily James. Uh, I have a crush on her. Was The Dig good? Um, it was just okay. I wanted to see that one. I wish it was better. Yeah, it's it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Uh, you can tell you can tell the stuff that they added to it to make it 
a movie. Um, it's it's this weird love square, not a love triangle, love square. Uh, that's not that's not it's like side it's all side characters uh, that are in this like love square and it's just like I don't know that we needed this I, is there was there enough here to make a movie Ugh, gosh I don't know Nick I don't know I mean it's interesting I might still check it out yeah I, you could probably look at your phone a little bit to it you know the cinematography's good yeah it looked like it had that going for it it's really it's really well made it's got Ray Fiennes. It's got Ray. He's great. He's, the acting's great. Lily James, beautiful, uh, especially as a brunette. Um, I also watched WandaVision. I know that we haven't talked about WandaVision on here. We have like wanted to stay clear of spoilers, and we still will. We're not going to talk about this in, in the way of spoilers. Uh, but how good is WandaVision? Oh, man. Did you watch today's? No, I have not watched today's. Okay. I, I won't say anything about today's because... Uh, I don't. I feel some people even think reactions to things are spoilery. So uh, I don't know. I'll just tell you that I actually I gasped out loud once. <laughs> I was taken aback. Uh, I I will say first of all the actress that they that they cast as uh, Monica Rambo. Mm-hmm. She's great. Oh, she she shines even more in this one. Oh, that's so good. Love Agent Wu. This is not spoilers, but Agent Wu and yep. and uh, Darcy. Yep, uh, they're great. Their chemistry uh, is so good. Uh, there is callbacks to the Marvel universe, uh, and 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 I didn't even catch them uh, after I watched the show. The internet helped me catch them, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, the thought, the intentionality here is unbelievable, and it's so meta." And what I mean here, without getting spoilery, again, it's so meta because this. WandaVision, so this is the first real Marvel Studios show, and they're starting it out with a, around, based around a TV show, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so meta. It's it's great. Yeah, it's, it's pretty genius. And the way that S.W.O.R.D. people are monitoring it, and they're coming up with the same theories that the audience comes up with, it's very good. Ah. Uh. It is. I mean, it's taking TV to the next level. It is taking it to the next level. And if this is a sort of a foreshadowing of what we're going to get with Marvel Studios shows, I mean, what a time to be alive. I know. Yeah, this is great. It would be even better if the movies could also come out when they're supposed to. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, dumb virus, you dumb virus over here. This, uh, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't say anything good about these virus here. Nothing good to say about the virus. Everything good Nothing. to say about WandaVision. Yes, for sure. Okay, uh, let's maybe talk about some new news. Dumb Dudes News. Keeping it in the Marvel family, the first thing that we have this week is that they finalized... This wasn't announced at the Disney uh, Investor Day event because they were still working on uh, contracts and stuff. But Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther and Creed and various other good movies, is making a Wakanda series for Disney+. Plus. Yes, yes. Put it in my veins. I want I want this really bad. Ryan Coogler is one of the greatest directors of our time. 
this, uh, I cannot wait for this. It's going to be great. It's going to be gorgeous. It's going to have probably M'Baku, who's one of the best characters ever. Yeah, I want this. Maybe they'll... Uh, I, I'm still hoping that that little throwaway line in Endgame about uh, underwater earthquakes was something about Namor. Do we have a visual? How are we handling it? Nat, it's an earthquake under the ocean. We handle it by not handling it. Because, you know, there's something about Namor. And uh, I, w- I would like him to show up, so maybe he'll be in there. Uh, I, I don't know what else it'll be about, but I'm here for it. I didn't even think about that, but it would be a great way to introduce Namor. I have uh, I always I, I have a conspiracy theory brain for Marvel things, where every little thing I I hear, I'm like, was this was this a little reference to that, and will will it be a, a fruit bearing reference? Because some of them are just nods to things. Yeah, so we really don't have much details about what this is going to be about, uh, but. Uh, it's still exciting news, I think. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, next up we've got a piece of news here that Zack Snyder has con- has officially confirmed that his cut of the Justice League will be released on HBO Max on March 18th. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> uh, this four-hour um, cut is rated R, uh, we found out. I felt my soul leave my body when you said four-hour. <laughs> Uh, you're not going to watch this, are you? God, no, no, you couldn't, you couldn't, you'd have to keel haul me, uh, if you were trying to make me watch this. No way. I, I really have morbid curiosity about this. I'm definitely going to watch this. I had morbid curiosity for David Ayer's Suicide Squad movie. This, I feel like, will just be a worse version of an already terrible movie that makes it more like Batman vs. Superman, which I've never successfully been able to finish. Have you, did you watch Aquaman? Yes. The more distance I get between Aquaman, the more bad it becomes oh, it's in my terrible. mind. It's real terrible, but it's, Aquaman's bad in a different way. Aquaman's bad in a, almost a mystery science theater way where it's kind of funny how bad it is and it's just really cheesy. Whereas Batman versus Superman has a vampiric quality to its badness that sucks life out of your body. <laughs> do you still have hope for the batman yeah i think matt reeves is directing that he's uh roughly a hundred trillion times better of a director than Zack snyder is plus the entire cast is better than than the other casts yeah i want to see that too andy circus is alfred for crying out loud yeah uh, i want to see that and not in a morbid curiosity way just i want to see it way no i i fully I fully think that will be good. Matt Reeves has not made a bad movie yet. Uh, this Justice League movie vans to suck your blood. <laughs> it's not going to get mine. <laughs> okay, uh, then we got a piece of news here. Arrow UK. Tell me about this. This is just another streaming service that's coming out. Um, there's a little YouTube video here you can watch, and it's just another one. <laughs> I just want to put it out there. There's another streaming service coming out. Jay sent me this, and I was like, oh boy, another one. What a random collection this looked like, too. I feel like the way they they do these things is there's maybe a couple titles per streaming service that you want to watch, and and they just cycle through, and each one has different ones at different times. Because, like, if if you have Netflix and Hulu, as soon as something leaves Netflix, it's on Hulu, and then it leaves Hulu, and it's back on Netflix. 
Is that right? Yeah, it keeps happening that way. And 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 Arrow UK will be another. There was one quick shot of a kaiju on, on this trailer for this this streaming service. Yeah, I don't. I didn't catch that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to one thirty two or one thirty three. You you might even recognize it. Oh, that was Gamera. Oh, okay. I did not see that both times I watched this trailer. It was the well, I uh, did. it was the the Hesai era Gamera. That's very specific. I'm impressed with your knowledge. Yep. Sometimes I say the That's era is wrong. It's either Showa. I think Showa is the old one, and then Hesai is the second one. It was Hesai. Hesai Gamera. Well, if you're wrong, I'm not going to be able to know. That's true. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's last piece of news uh, that we have here. Theory. This is a theory on the Internet. So take this with a grain of salt. Uh, some people think that Mephisto is the is going to be the main villain for Marvel Phase 4. Yeah, there is evidence in WandaVision to support this. Uh, it's, Don't it's, say what that evidence is. I'm not going to. It's all very it's, it's very light at this point. But the fact that WandaVision leads into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is, lends some credence to it. Uh, it's it's just like trying to find a character who fits some of the the themes of both of these things, and that it, I can see it. I can see the connections. Um, tell me this: is where did we see Owen Wilson uh, potentially? playing or potentially being Mephisto. I remember we talked about it a couple episodes back. Well, he was in the Loki trailer. Uh, he was at the That's Time it. Variance Authority. And That's right. the thing about that was that he was standing by a stained glass stained glass window with a picture on it that looked Mephisto-esque. But uh, I, I still don't think that Owen Wilson himself is, is Mephisto. Um, I have some theories if it is at all uh, going to be part of it, but if if not phase four as an entirety, at least maybe Doctor Strange two. You know, I have always felt like characters like Mephisto and Death. You know that whole like Thanos storyline where he loves Death. Uh, they was always weird to me that those were characters. Yeah, I mean, eventually in comic books, everything becomes a character. <laughs> Uh, it, re- it reminds me of that stupid Netflix Godzilla movie where Mecha Godzilla becomes a city. Yeah, that was dumb. God, that was so stupid. Like, whose idea would the- throw that idea in the trash? Yeah, I mean, without Mephisto, characters like that though, you can't have Ghost Rider and you can't have, uh, like Blade yeah, and stuff. I- nah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Because Ghost Rider is yeah. basically just like a shield agent for Mephisto. <laughs> that's true that's right that is true uh okay well we'll see we'll just have to see uh, tell us your speculations the way they did dormammu is just sort of like as some sort of uh interdimensional celestial presence instead of being an actual cut and dry demon that would be a good way to do it too yeah I hadn't watched Doctor Strange in a while. I need to go and watch that. That's one of my favorite ones to rewatch because it gets better every time you watch it. Does it? Yeah. Plus, the Ancient One is one of my favorite characters in all of Marvel just because of how Tilda Swinton talks. Like, I could listen to her talk all day long. You'd think after all this time I'd be ready. But look at me. Stretching one moment out into a thousand. 
just so that I can watch the snow. I'd be liking that Tilda Swinton. She rules. Also, she was how edgy for. Uh, who's the character? Who, who's the actor that plays Wong? Benedict Wong. Benedict Wong. Yeah, I like Benedict Wong. He's great. Yeah, Doctor Strange is great. Doctor Strange is great. Uh, all right, let's talk about. Uh, oh, oh, I know what we should do. The question time. Oh, boy. Quaption tomes. I I thought of this question. I thought this was a good one this week. What did you think it was a good one? This is a good one. It's it's similar to ones we've done in the past while being different enough where I came up with a different answer. Yeah. So the the questions times this week is the earth is being attacked by giant alien monsters. What giant robot do you choose to pilot or what giant earth monster do you ride to help defend our planet? Well, I was thinking in my head, what would be a good one? And then I skipped past all of those answers, and I chose Mogura. Mogura is a giant robot with a cone nose and cone hands and a buzzsaw on his back from Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla. Uh, he had his own sort of like 1950s or 1960s kaiju movies from Toho back in the day before he was really tied to Godzilla at all, and he looked like a couch cushion. But then in Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla, which is a Hesai-era Godzilla movie, they did a Hesai-era Mogura upgrade and changed it to mean Mobile Operation Godzilla Universal Expert Robot Aerotype, which is, of course, nonsense made to uh, be a acronym for a word they already had. But uh, Mogura will maybe be the uh, Instagram photo for the episode this week so you all can look at what he looks like. Because it's he kind of looks like a like a parrot mole robot. Yeah, he's got like bug eyes. He's got like a beak. He's got like little claw hands and a saw on his back. And uh, he doesn't even like he comes in. And he kind of gets beat up by Space Godzilla. And uh, so yeah, I don't know. But he works. He functions much like like any other Japanese giant robot, where it's a bunch of people piloting him wearing fun suits with M's on their helmets. Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's great. I had to go watch a few videos because I was not familiar with this machine. Mogra. Mogra. So I chose Voltron, baby. The old school Voltron. I'm taking you back 40 years or so. Uh, I want the original Voltron. It's like a, might, well, it's a mighty robot, loved by good, feared by evil. And there's a little bit of magic to Voltron. You know, it's he's not just a machine. There's a little bit of magic there. How much magic? Um, I would equate it to like Gandalf's magic. It's subtle. like he doesn't Yeah, it's subtle, right? It's just it's kind of a part of who he is mm-hmm. rather than this thing that he wields. Uh so I just think Voltron would be great. And if you know, if you need to split apart into the lions, you can do it. I like this. Uh, I think we could team up our robots because mine's not capable enough to do it on its own. So I'm going to need some backup fighting these giant monsters. I'd like to think that our that our robots would know how to uh, form, you know, uh, Ultra Magera or like Ultra Voltron or like Mega Voltron or something. We'd have to come up with a, a really banging acronym if we were going to do that. 
<laughs> I almost want to like pause the podcast and like try to think of it. <laughs> Mogura Mogutron. 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 What's the what's the Mogu part? Mobile Operation Godzilla Universal Tron. Voltron. <laughs> Tron. <Tra-tron. Yeah. laughs> I don't we we have to go back to the drawing board on that one. Yeah, some t- they can't all be winners. No, no, we oh we could do Vulgara. Oh yeah, vul- vulgar. <laughs> Vi- yeah. <laughs> the robot vulgar. Vulgar. Vulgara. That's it. That's it. Uh, fighting, fighting bad guys. Real bad guys. Uh, but tell us, right into us, uh, let us know what giant robot you would pilot, uh, or maybe what uh, famous monster you would ride and uh, defend the Earth. Right on. Okay, let's do some of these new, new. New, new. New, new. Trailers. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so we have an Adele Dezeen. Yeah, these are pretty dregsy. They are. There's at least two things on here that I'm looking forward to. I think two things. That's my number as well. Yeah, um, there's a lot of foreign language. Well, not a lot. There's several foreign language stuff and things in here. Yep. And then there's some really dregsy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first one that we have here is one that I've actually been waiting for a trailer for for a while, which is the Joss Whedon HBO show The Nevers, which is like a Victorian-era team-up show. It's The synopsis is an epic tale following a gang of Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities, relentless enemies, and a mission that might change the world. Uh, this is Victorian X-Men. It is, and uh, Joss Whedon wrote the pretty much the best x-men comic series that i've read oh are you talking about astonishing x-men i am god it is i cannot tell the audience how good it is i have those it's uh, so good comics right over there guys if you if you read it just the first run i mean you'll blow through it it's so good it is it's the best x-men that i've read granted i haven't read a lot of x-men i was i was more of a uh, a daredevil and thor guy the, there's a moment where Wolverine realizes why Cyclops is the head of the team, and it is like, do, do you know the moment I'm talking yep, about? Yep, yep. Oh my god! I was. <laughs> this is the best X-Men comic I've ever read. Yeah, it's very good, and and for that reason, I will watch the Nevers. I know that Joss only is working on season one. He's not going to work on season two, so I don't think, I don't know that it will maintain. If it's if it is good, I don't know how long it will stay good. But I'm going to watch the first season. I don't know. Think about the Avengers. He did the first two Avengers, but then the Russo brothers took over. That dep- Yeah, it all depends on who takes over. And, and yeah. yeah. I will say I like that in the Nevers, the, there's like these little floaty things that come down. And if, if anybody that touches them like gets these powers, but they call them the touched. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. That seems like a very Victorian way of describing like somebody with powers. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they used to say. They'd, they'd be like, oh, he's touched. He's touched by God. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you said this is, this is HBO Max. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we have Pacific Rim: The Black, and this is a uh, this is actually an anime series on Netflix. Yeah, it's a CGI anime, so in sort of in the style of like Ruby, uh, shows like that, or it's like a little CG looking. 
Yeah. Is this wait? Is this a movie or a series? The uh, IMDb says it's a series. Oh yeah, they were. They don't reveal hardly anything in this. It didn't. There's a very teasery trailer. It's very short. It uh, like you only see like flashes of the kaiju in this, and I don't even think you see a single shot of the the Jaegers. Yeah, and there's no synopsis for it. It just says it's an anime uh, set in the world of Pacific yeah. Rim. I will definitely check this out. I I just love giant robots and and, and kaiju. I like giant robots and I like kaiju, but I, I sort of felt like Pacific Rim. I, I'm not a huge fan of Pacific Rim because I sort of felt like it was it was trying a little too hard and it was a little too self-aware for the, me. The first one even? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I like that first one, man. I like a lot. Like, I can watch the first one happily. I have, I don't really have any complaint. I never saw the second one. But I also, I don't hold it in in high esteem. Like, it's, to me, it seems like a tribute movie more than an actual movie within the genre. I can definitely see it's that. It's hard to explain. No, no, I can see that. I, can, I, I get that. I get that. Uh, I just sort of took it for what it was. It was a little juvenile. I mean, I think I still think that calling that place the Shatterdome was the stupidest name ever. Like, why? That is, are you are you naming that so it sounds cool? Because it it just sounds like it's made of glass. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that going on there. Yeah. Uh, but then again, those monsters were awesome. They were. They were cool, dude. Uh, so it, hopefully this will be better than that sequel. Ooh, boy, that sequel is bad. Yeah, I never saw that, and I don't really intend to. Don't don't waste your time. It's terrible. Next up, we've got Ascendant. Yeah. So uh, this movie is about elevators. What is the what is a fear of elevators called? Do you know what that's called? What something phobia? Ascendant phobia. <laughs> if you have a fear of elevators, you will not want to see this movie. No, someone gets kidnapped. And their dad is also kidnapped, and they're threatening the dad, and they're threatening a girl, and she's in an elevator, and they're like making the elevator go up and down really fast, and then her finger starts glowing, and she's got great value powers. Yeah, that 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 turn in the trailer, I was like, what? She has powers now, like, and it was definitely great values powers. But why why add that element in here? I don't understand. Like, I don't get that element. Well, without that element, all you're left with is a girl being flung around in an elevator. I mean, we've we've seen movies like this before. The the movie where the guy's in the the phone booth. That was actually a pretty watchable movie for some reason. <laughs> isn't there another movie where they're like, wait, in the Breakfast Club, they're always in one room the whole time or something? Yeah, they're in the detention room the whole yeah. time. So, I mean, you can do you can do a, a bottle a bottle movie like that and have it be good, but this one just seems so weird. It's just a girl trapped. Like, that's the IMDb description is a young environmentalist wakes, trapped, kidnapped, in the elevator of a super high-rise building at the mercy of her tormentors. It's a superhero girl trapped in an elevator. Like, what? Honestly, if, if that's the premise of your movie, there must be something to it for it to have been made, right? I, I don't know, because we're about to talk about a movie here in a minute that I can't believe was made even by anyone. <laughs> yeah me neither <laughs> uh let's go ahead and talk about that movie it, it is called and i want to get this right ebola rex versus murder hornets uh, and this is a red band trailer and guess who sent us this yeah that's right jay, it jay. It had to be I, I, did, I didn't know it was jay <laughs> but i knew it was jay yep so he sent this in 
Uh, have you ever heard of the movie Birdemic, Ben? I I have never heard of this movie. Birdemic is is a movie made by a group of people who uh, it was a director who who came to America, a couple couple like college actors, and they made this movie and and it looks. It's the worst movie ever. It's the worst movie. It's worse than The Room. It's worse acting than The Room. Like Tommy Wiseau is like an Oscar winner compared to these these guys. The special effects are the literal worst I've ever seen. It's so boring that Mystery Science Theater guys, uh, the Rift Tracks guys, said that they hate doing because they were doing it for live shows. But they think it's so boring that it's it's not fun to make fun of it. So that's how bad Birdemic is. And. Uh, this looks worse than that. Like the effects look worse than Birdemic. Nick, I'm trying to think of something to equate these special effects with, and I don't know that I can do it. Uh, maybe like some government safety video uh, from the eighties. <laughs> I, I I literally can't think of anything. It's so bad. The acting is so bad. It's like this is. Like your your local community college theater department, they did. They're like, this is even, this is even terrible. We even know this is terrible. This is terrible in a way that is self aware in a in a kind of a a cynical way that I don't like. Where what like what's the psychology behind making this? Because when Roger Corman made bad movies, they were just. He was making drive-in movies. He took a script. He grabbed some actors. They made a movie. There was no cynicism in it, but there was also no passion in it. So they just turned out these crummy B-movies. It's like he was making a monster movie for people to go watch in their car. And then we started getting movies like Sharknado, which is bad on purpose. Which has its place. It's still a little more cynical than I can I can get behind. Because I, I, I can't watch those movies. It's not fun to me for something to be bad on purpose. But then you have this, which is worse than Sharknado on purpose. Worse than Uwe Boll. Yeah, it's worse than that. And I just don't see the appeal. Like, it's not going to... They're trying to make it bad, so it's not funny that it's bad, you know? It's so bad. Oh, you know what You know what the special effects look like? You know when they have the extra features on, on Blu-rays or DVDs of, like the storyboard um computer animated storyboards that's what this looks like uh-huh yeah yeah like incomplete special yeah, effects yeah yeah <laughs> that's what this looks like <laughs> it looks like ps1 graphics it, yeah it's got so bad i don't i i guess there's a market for this though right like th- there's people that want to see this right there's people there's a market for it but i don't understand them oh no for sure definitely don't understand them i you'll you'll never get whatever time this movie lasts you'll never get that time back but some people might consider that a good time i don't know yeah so that is uh that's a trailer you can watch we'll have it on the list what you you should it's worth watching just to know how bad it is like how we're talking about it but that might be what they want so i don't know if you should (laughs) Uh, a watch at your own discretion, folks. Next up, we have a movie called Moxie. This is directed by Amy Poehler. This is like Mean Girls mixed with activism. 
That's what I was thinking when I watched it. I was like, so Amy Poehler's friends with Tina Fey, and Tina Fey made Mean Girls. So then Amy Poehler was like, I'm going to make a Mean Girls. Uh, the IMDb description for the plot is, Fed up with the sexist and toxic status quo at her high school, a shy 16-year-old finds inspiration from her mother's rebellious past and anonymously publishes a zine that sparks a school-wide coming-of-rage revolution. Yeah, um, I probably won't watch this. No, me neither. I like Amy Poehler, but we're not the demo here. We're not the demo. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not. We're not the demo for this. It looks, uh, it looks well made for what it is. Yeah, it's Amy Poehler. Yeah, it's not for us. No. Uh, so we're just going to move on to. We actually have a uh, the second trailer here for coming to the number two coming to America. Yeah, this is still looking funny to me. Yeah, this I think I think I may watch this too. I did laugh at there's uh, this one point where the this the the mom walks into the palace, and the son says is like they announce her son, and he's like and my mom's, and the butler <laughs> the announcer guy's like and his mom's. <laughs> I laughed at that. Yeah, as I well. got me. Presenting King Akeem's son from America and my mom's and. His mom's. Also, there's a fight scene, or like a training fight scene, and the girl, no lie, is is wearing an Eddie Gordo outfit. Um, Some of you guys remember Eddie Gordo from Tekken? Not me. I didn't play Tekken. He's the capoeira guy that wears the green and the yellow. Ah. So he's kind of a famous video game character. Anyway, she's dressed like him. This, um, so that we find out they go to Africa in this. Yeah. It looks like they're there. He goes to get his son and in new york and bring his son back to africa and there's uh leslie jones was in it and she was like you like wakanda and he's like no that is a fictional place and then he said this place is very real and it was another fictional place (laughs) he's supposed to be like the prince of wakanda wakanda is a fictional place not to everybody zamunda is a very real nation yeah so i may watch this uh just you know have a beer or two and watch this i don't know we'll see yeah, I'll probably watch this yeah. at some point. Uh, then next we have Tribes of Europa. This is a much longer trailer than what we had seen previously, I feel like. Yeah, the last one was just a little bit of a teaser. This one, sort of, you sort of like saw all the different factions that exist, which are likely the uh, aforementioned tribes of Europa. Uh, the, the description for this is 2074. In the wake of a mysterious global disaster, war rages between the tribes that have emerged from the wreckage of Europe. Oh, <laughs> I thought I was going to say Europa, and it says Europe. Uh, three, three, three siblings from the peaceful origin tribe are separated and forced to forge their own paths. It looks mainly like German, Russian, French, and English. It does look to be yeah and uh i don't really want to get into a a series like this because some of it looks cool some of it looks like it would annoy me and then i'd have to commit to seasons of reading subtitles for something that i i'm only tangentially interested in i feel like it'll be like season two of altered carbon yeah, it really does look like a mixed bag. It really does. Like, like you're watching this trailer, and you're like, oh man, I'm, 
you know, this looks visually kind of cool and this is kind of a cool concept and I might be into this. And then it's like, God, the execution, it looks kind of bad. Um, it talks itself right out of a sale is what it did. Oh, buddy. Oh, wow. You said that's exactly, that's exactly right. Oh, wow. That's like perfect. Uh, this also wins the weirdest high heels award. This lady wears a, do you see the high heels in that? (laughs) I noticed that when I was watching it. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. Um, I, you know, I would say let's, let's do this, Nick. Let's watch like the first two episodes. And if it really doesn't hook us by the first two, I think it's probably not for us. Right. Yeah, I think we should because of the way we've been talking about this. Like we talked about it last time, and this time we're we're on the fence. So I think we owe it to the people who who listen here for us to actually watch it and see what we. Yeah, think. we'll give you a little guidance on whether it's whether or not it's worth your time. Yeah, so look forward to that in a future what we done watch. Yeah, for sure. Okay, next up we've got Cosmic Sin. This is that uh, movie with. Saban. <laughs> Saban. This is a Saban. 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 Uh, this is a Saban movie with Bruce with bored Bruce Willis. Saban is back. I missed Saban. I felt like the world was dark and cold, and I was alone, and the light was going out. But then, in the light, I saw Saban, and he's back, and he's got a tired Bruce Willis who is becoming a jowly tired old man. <laughs> Like, Bruce Willis got old fast in this Like, I saw him and I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, Saban left. Frank Grillo stepped in. And then Frank Grillo said, I, I'm going to bring Saban back in. They teamed they up. They teamed up. Frank Grillo, the man of the year. Frank Grillo's... All, 2021 is one month old. And Frank Grillo has been in 14 movies this year. <laughs> hey, hey, the man is working, isn't he? He's working. Yeah, he's working. He's a working actor. And Bruce Willis is not. He is a tired, bored man. Like, look at him. He hates this. Bruce Willis hates action movies. Bruce Willis hates this. Let him out of this life. Somebody needs to make him retire. He he would be happier in retirement. Yeah, look. Do you see him? He's, like, his line readings are just, like, literally statically reading the lines. Uh, he's got no light in his eyes. The only times I've ever seen him happy in the past 20 years are like Wes Anderson movies. I've said it time and time again. He does not want to do this. (laughs) He does not want to do this. (laughs) I don't want to do this show no more. It makes me think of that. (laughs) Those uh, Vic Berger videos of uh, Family Feud. (laughs) I don't want to do this show no more. I don't want to host this show no more. Uh, yeah, so this is a sci-fi movie. Uh, it looks like Saban Halo. That's what this looks like. Yeah, with sad Bruce Willis. Yeah, uh, the special effects look okay, passable. It's fine. Saban esque. Saban esque, and it's a Saban movie. Guys, it's a Saban movie. I I actually think you and I know the prop maker who made the suits for this. Who is it? Well, I can't think of him right now, but I think you and I either know him or follow him on Instagram. Well, what a tease. Now I must Well, know. maybe we'll come back with the, the definitive info next week. But I guess okay. you'll just have to tune in next week. They're probably gonna. You're probably gonna. All right, so let's talk about this ninth trailer here, The Head. What a terrible movie uh, name, The Head. 
Unless it's super great and we just don't know about it. I don't know. This looks really low budge uh, to me. I think that was just the trailer because this is like an HBO thing with cast people that I've heard of. Uh, well, maybe not. I thought there was someone in this that I knew who was, but I'm looking at the cast list right now, and I guess that's not true. Uh, the synopsis for this is winter has fallen on the South Pole. A small team known as the Winterers will remain at the Polaris 6 Antarctic Research Station to continue their innovative research, a crucial part in the fight against climate change. It's a mystery. This is a mystery. A whodunit. People have died. The stakes are high. The aesthetic is that of the thing, it, where it's yes. everything in the Arctic. Yep, yeah. it very much is, very much like that. And I would say this trailer is actually cut fairly decently. They did not get Steve to do it. No. Uh, the opening. Uh, no Steve here. No, but the op- tell me what you think about this, Nick. The opening shot where they kind of zoom in on the station is like real bad uh, CGI, real bad. I thought that too, but that is what I thought was the trailer copy but maybe it maybe it's not if you thought it too i thought i was just watching it and it, before it had buffered oh no it lo- i saw it in full uh clarity it was not it was bad i'm pulling it up right now i'm gonna pull it up too if you're doing it well if you're gonna do it i'm gonna do it too okay so yeah you're right because i it's the same thing where i thought it was not uh fully loaded yet but now i'm pausing it and i'm yeah it does it looks cg it looks like uh, like early 2000s CG. Yeah, the light is just not hitting it correctly, and it's like really smooth. There's no texture to it. <laughs> it lo- you know, before they put like textures on on video games, it's like that. Yeah, early like when I was in college, this is like the special effects from when I was in college. But that being said, like it's mostly going to be internal, and it it seems compelling enough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is not for me. I'm not gonna. I'm definitely not gonna watch this. Jess said she wanted to watch this one when I was watching. Okay. These. Well, for uh, yeah, some people it's uh, it's 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 their bag, baby. It's uh, they're into it, baby. She just likes Antarctic things. Does she like ice levels in video games? I don't know. She's cold all the time, so I wouldn't think so. Does she does does she ask you to warm her up? No. Like when you're watching TV show. <laughs> Yeah, I like when you get under the covers together. When you watch a TV show, you say you have to, you have to get me warm. Oh yeah, not here. That's what I tell my wife. I say you have to. You're, it's your job. You have to. You have to make me warm. We sit on opposite sides of a very large couch. Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking like people are so different. Um, let's go to this next trailer. The okay, it's called Night of the Kings and. We both had a very similar reaction to this. <laughs> yeah, so from this trailer, one cannot ascertain the, the plot of this movie. You, you can't. Um, if, I will say, it looks incredible. Like, just, it looks like it's really well made. Um, but we, and there's a kid telling a story, and I think his life is on the line. If he stops telling the story, he, he will be killed by this group of people, but you have no idea what this group of people is. There's, there's talk of it being a prison, but it doesn't look like a prison. They have guns. I don't know what. Now, luckily I have the little plot description. Okay. All right. Well, read it to me because I I think this is going to be surprising because you probably will not get any of this from the trailer. A young man is sent to Lamaca, a prison of Ivory Coast in the middle of the forest, ruled by its prisoners. With the red moon rising, 
he is designated by the boss to be the new Roman and must tell a story to the other prisoners. So it sounds kind of cool. Why do they have La Cote d'Ivoire? Why do they have guns? They have they have guns. Because uh, the the prisoners are the rulers of the prison. So it's like the guards are the prisoners. Where are you going to get bullets? Uh from the truck that drives around Africa in every African war movie that just has guys with guns on it? Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. I re- I do want to see this. This looks really good. It does look really good. But have you ever like when we used to watch like when we were watching Lost and it would do Mr. Echo's flashbacks and there would be like the village and then the truck would pull up. We were calling it the truck and then we'd watch Lord of War and the same thing would happen and we'd be like, hey, it's the truck. So then every time we'd watch a movie like Blood Diamond yeah. or anything in Africa like that, we'd, we'd call it the truck. So <laughs> to me, this is a movie about the truck. This is a movie. That's the that's what links the, these guys to the bullets. It's, it's the truck. Bring me the gun of Rambo. Did you ever see Lord of War? Yes. Oh, it's been a while. That's Nick Cage, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's the best Nick Cage. It's movie, really good. In my opinion. Yeah. No, no, it's really good. It's really good. Well, adaptation is the best Nick Cage movie, but second, it's the second okay. best Nick Cage okay. movie. Did you? Wait, did you like the? Uh, did you like Family Man? Uh, I like The Weatherman. Uh, I don't remember Family Man. Family Man's good. I tend to like any movie that Nicolas Cage narrates that he's in. He does a great voiceover. Hey, are you guys talking about me? <laughs> oh, it's been a couple of weeks, fellas. How's it been? It's me, Nicholas Cage. Hey, hey, uh, tell me when the new uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is coming out. I want to hear you do another voiceover. Well, I already recorded my lines for it, Ben, so it's good. It's, you know, you should be excited about that. But uh, I, I, no one told me to. I just did it myself, so I don't know if they're going to use them, you know? <laughs> like... Uh, they were pretty profane sometimes, you know, like worse than Mulaney's. You're just making them up. Yeah, I just I do it uh, by myself, like when I'm driving. And I I don't I, I record them on my watch, so it's not very high quality. But they told me they can edit that out, and by they I mean the cereal boxes in my in my mansion. They they talk to you, the cereal boxes. I'm mildly insane, Ben. <laughs> Why do you think I, I I bought a Tyrannosaurus skeleton? What do you want from me? <laughs> Uh, I want you. I want us to go to the next trailer here, uh, Nick. Nick okay. Cage. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get out. Of, I'll get out of your hair. I'll see you again in a week. I can't stay out of the trailers that long, Ben. <laughs> and, uh, he he just he just came out of nowhere, didn't wow. he? Wow! 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 Uh, okay, so we've got a show, a new show coming out called Punky Brewster. Yeah. So Punky Brewster was a show back in the day. I don't know when. I think in the eighties. Yeah. And I never saw it, so I I only know of its existence. Um, it's a follow-up. This is a follow-up series to the 1980s sitcom about a young foster child named Punky. Now she's grown up with kids of her own. So, uh, same actress who played her in the old one coming back. So this is basically the uh, Blade Runner 2049 of <laughs> Punky Brewster's. I can't wait for Happy Days 2049, frankly, which is my favorite of the... 70s sitcoms about life in the 50s <laughs> yeah this um i think this is made for the same audience that tunes into fuller house or that tuned into fuller house yeah or the saved by the bell reboot on peacock yeah the- which by the way rest in peace to dustin diamond aka screech uh who died this past week so i guess i can't make fun of him for a while 
because that would be wrong. Insensitive. Insensitive. That's yes. yes. And I am, I am uh, prone to making too soon jokes. So I'm going <laughs> to try and <laughs> and cut myself off at the head here and not do that. Yeah. Uh, on the podcast but but don't worry folks give us a month or two and uh, we'll be talking about the the late bar stabber dustin diamond once again uh this punky brewster show looks real bad uh looks oh so oh, uh, so, looks bad. so cheesy like fuller house and also it's like her and her husband they're like they have three kids and they get a divorce but like the, he comes back into the picture and like he's I don't know if he's like living with them or something weird. It's like this weird storyline. It had to be a weird pitch meeting, I would think. But like, like I'm I'm imagining that they, I guess, get back together. Or, I don't know. It's, it is this is terrible. Why why do they make this stuff? I guess people watch it. How come they keep bringing back these shows that I don't care about and not bringing back shows that I like, like Cheers or Scrubs or uh, like Thirty Rock? I know 30 Rock just ended, but I'm not done with it. I just want him to bring back shit, like bring back Voltron, but in a better way. I, I, as I think back to Voltron, I'm kind of disappointed in the reboot. I never saw it. It's just, it's not great. I, I don't, it's not great. It started out pretty strong. You're like, oh, this is going to be pretty cool. And then it's just like, eh. It fizzled. Yeah, it was like, and each se- like each season had too many episodes. It's like just focus it down to like six episodes, guys. But I say that, and Castlevania did that, and and it like there's like one episode that's good out of the you know, the first season. It's like mm-hmm. really good. Like there's like one episode that's really good, and then the second season like pretty much has like none. Uh, I love the character designs, and I love that one episode, but. I'm thinking back to all this stuff, and I just don't like it. Well, maybe they'll reboot it. Reboot the reboot. Yeah, do it again. Third time's a charm. They need to make a live-action one. Would you watch that? Castlevania or Voltron? Both. I'd probably... Yeah, I think I'd watch Voltron if it was live-action. I don't think I care about Castlevania. That's okay. You didn't play video games as a kid. Yeah, I didn't. All right, my th- now this last trailer, the Adele Dezinth trailer that we've got is actually the one that I'm most excited about uh, out of all this stuff. This is my favorite one. It is a French movie or show. It is a movie, a French movie called Sentinel, like Sentinel, but it's Sentinel. And this starring a Ukrainian, starring a a U- Oh, she's Ukrainian. Yeah, Olga Kurlenko. Uh, she's very pretty. But also she's tough, and she. This is like a. This is like a revenge, a revenge movie. She's in the military, so this. Uh, so her friend um, gets um, assaulted uh, by by this guy. This I'm, I'm assuming this is a Russian guy, and this is a. And then he is a. His dad is a powerful person. Like I think he's like a Russian oligarch or in the Russian. Uh, uh, government or something like that but he's a person of influence and power and so i i'm I'm guessing that the you know this kid his son doesn't face justice and so this girl goes out on this she's the punisher basically that's what this is what that's what this is she's the french punisher yep she's the french being played by the ukrainian punisher because olga kurlenko is 
you may remember her from Quantum of Solace. Uh, this, uh, guys, I think this looks awesome. I cannot wait. I, I am marking my calendar February 19th. This comes out on Netflix. I am watching this. I think this looks so good. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Uh, so she, you know, she's fighting dudes. She's she's shooting dudes. But they, to me, the trailer sold it better than like uh, Atomic Blonde. You know, like Atomic Blonde. I just couldn't get. I was like, this just doesn't. It's not believable. But for some reason, Sentinel looks believable. I thought Atomic Blonde was awesome. Oh, you did? Yeah, I love that. Okay, movie. maybe I need to go watch that then because the trailer did not sell me on it. It has one of the best stunt scenes I've ever seen, like long shots, ever, that I've seen. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I need to watch this. In the vein of very good hallway fights. I try. well, and, and to be fair, Nick, to be fair, I tried to watch it after I came home from getting a colonoscopy, so I was kind of out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think I, like, fell asleep or something, but, yeah, I probably need to go back. Yeah, I like that one. Okay. So Sentinel, February 19th, market calendars. I, hopefully it'll be good. Hopefully. Okay, that does it for the new new trailers. And now that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. These are some good answers that y'all sent in from the last week trailer mailer question. If you remember last week, the question was, a studio brings you on as a consultant for their latest film or series for two of your strongest skills and one of your flaws. What movie or show do you help make, and uh, is it any good? Robo says, I would want to be signed on for the next Power Rangers movie. There would be changes in the aesthetics, but the cast will remain the same. I know the source material, and I know the fans, but I also have a tendency to get frustrated when people don't follow the plan I have given them. I wouldn't do well in the movie industry as a consultant. I know for sure that they would have the right man for the job and that he knows his stuff. But he, I think that's similar to the problem that I would have had with the with my answer uh, helping with Hellboy is that I would not concede. <laughs> I would not concede my vision. <laughs> you would ru- rule with an iron fist. I would rule with the stone fist of Hellboy. So, that's right. That's right. Uh, Sheila said, I don't watch enough of anything to offer a specific show or movie but I'm participating anyway. I'm relentlessly cheerful and a fantastic baker. Strengths. And I cannot stand conflict or for people to be unhappy. Weakness. I would excel in a setting where people need somebody to smooth waters or make peace constantly. That's what I do. I bake and I make people get along. Sounds like some good interpersonal qualities to have. Similar to myself, I am also bad at conflict. Uh, I'm pretty good at smoothing. Co- I'm a type nine on the Enneagram, so I'm a peacemaker. I'm a yeah. I can, I can, I guess I can sometimes buffer people, but I'm not good at direct conflict. Yeah, you're just gonna fight about it. Yeah, <laughs> that is also a thing I do. <laughs> uh, Jay says it's already been made. Gung ho! I forgot to look this up. Yeah, I don't, so I don't, I don't know, know what, what this is. is. Uh, when a Japanese car company buys an American plant, the American liaison must mediate the clash of work attitudes between the foreign management and native labor. Yep, that's directed by Ron Howard. Uh, yeah, he does. That's perfect because Jay works at the Honda plant. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I've never seen that one, Jay, so you got me a little bit there, but uh, I had to look it up. Yeah. 
but yeah, you, this is a perfect answer. Kevin said, my experience with coffee and food are likely the only skills a studio would want me for. So it'd probably be some film, uh, some film dealing with a cafe. But due to my procrastination, said studios ditched me for someone else. And gosh, fellas, I'm just kicking myself because the person they got instead of me helped make a great movie. <laughs> he works in graphics like at, at the news. I'm sure he has other things to offer studios besides knowing about coffee. But uh, it's still a pretty funny answer. Pretty good. Well, uh, you know, if they, if they wanted to answer this week's The Question Times, Nick, how would they get in touch with us? Well, they could do the Kevin route, and they could email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. That is an email address that is tied into my phone's email address, so I actually do get the updates when you email that. It's not just something I forgot about after setting up. Uh, you can follow us and should follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast, which is where I do the the lion's share of my posting and and interacting and whatnot uh if you want the bare minimum you can follow us on twitter at trailer underscore blazers which will update you when a new episode has posted to podbean and if you're feeling extra generous you can rate and review us with a five-star rating in apple podcasts and uh, if you do that uh, my old friend quick mickey's gonna let you know what happens uh, folks i tell you what you're gonna do I'll tell you what, if you let that five-star riding on there, we're together. Gonna form a team, and we're gonna wait 30, maybe 35 years. And we're gonna re, re-dig up the Trailer Blazers podcast. And it's gonna be, we're just gonna call it Trailer Blazers podcast. And we're gonna do, we're gonna pick up where we left off on the last episode that we decided to record back in the day. And we're going to have just all kind of the same segments, but they're going to be updated to the times of the current times. So it's going to be like not necessarily the reboot, but the direct sequel that's 30 to 35 years into the future. And that's how you do it. And that's the tip. Thank you for that, Quick Mickey. Astute and effervescent as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am the leader of the Mysterians and pilot of Mogra. Happy Trailers. And I'm Ben Moon. I'm wearing an Eddie Gordo outfit, and I am the American Punisher. Happy Trailers. folks to the vid yo games one quarter portion of the show uh nick have you played any video games this past week lot of marvel's the avengers on my ps5 you still liking it love it i love it everything about it is good so far except for one thing that i don't like which is the menus they are confusing there's so much going on um what are you so uh have you played as any new characters that you haven't talked about uh i've unlocked pretty much the whole roster at this point they're each the thing about it is that each one of them is incredibly different than the others and it's almost like 
in Overwatch or something like that where you have like a tank character that's different from FPS and support and stuff. So, you know, it's not unprecedented for a video game to do this, but it is unprecedented for a single player campaign uh, to to do this, I feel like. So, you have it the the way the game functions is a lot like Splinter Cell Blacklist where you don't have to do every mission in order. And there are side missions and then there's dailies and stuff that that can boost your gear for the main campaign. And then there's like there's a Kate Bishop DLC thing that I haven't touched yet. Uh, I don't know how the dailies work yet because like I said the menus are a little confusing. Um, and then there's like stat pattern missions that you can do to get gear that are just grindy. And then there's the main plot which is awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I love it, and, and each character plays so uniquely that it makes it, you never get bored, and, like, if you switch it up, uh, certain characters are better at certain types of missions I've found, so it's just so good, I love it. Very nice. If it ever goes down to, like, ten bucks, I might pick it up. It's worth, yeah, it's definitely worth playing the single-player campaign. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've just been playing Assassin's Creed and, uh, Cyberpunk still, just kind of chopping away at those so nothing new there yeah i'm I'm, i decided i'm not gonna play cyberpunk until the next gen update comes out for the ps5 so because why yeah you know it's still it's still full of bugs too dude like it's yeah it's just so buggy like i got kind of annoyed playing last night because i'm in the middle of a this mission i'm like listening to these people um talk like they're they're talking to me and it's like this is like one of the like one of the real missions and i get a phone call and I don't answer it, but the phone answers anyway. And so I've got two two conversations right on top of each other. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to I have to reload my save and like stand there, not engage in the talk, wait for the phone call to come in, let her go through the whole spiel. I couldn't you can't exit out of the phone call. And then when she got done, then I could go talk to the people. And I was like, this is so stupid. this is ridiculous. That happened to me several times in in my limited experience playing Cyberpunk so far. Uh, well, just know it's still doing it. Okay, so yeah, wait. I'm waiting until they do just, the next gen update. Yeah, just wait. So stupid. Um, speaking, of, you know, I'm playing on Stadia. But speaking of Stadia, uh, we have some news here that Stadia is shutting down their internal development studios. And if you kept up with this, which you probably didn't, I I barely did. Uh, Jade Raymond who is well-known for Assassin's Creed, and I think Assassin's Creed 2, she was heading up at least one of these studios, and uh, they they sent her packing. So uh, there was one of these studios in Montreal, and then there was another one somewhere else. I can't remember. Anyway, they shut them down. I don't even know if they came out with games, uh, honestly, guys. Um, but this is not necessarily a bad thing. It, it means that they can focus more of their time and money towards just getting a lot of third-party developers onto the platform, a lot of like, uh, and a lot of publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, because game development, I don't know if you guys know, is extremely expensive. Like even more expensive than movies. Uh, so it's, it was a very, it was probably just a sucking a lot of their resources away. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people sent me this because they know how much you're into the Stadia life. And uh, at first I was like, oh no, because I thought something with Stadia was shutting down. But then I read it and I was like, I don't think this is actually a big deal. It's it's not a big deal. Uh, and most Stadia yeah. players are fine with it. We, none of us were really planning on playing those internally developed games. So 
Yeah, I was like, who even knows about about those? Yeah, uh, but st- I mean, Stadia still, it's awesome. It it runs perfectly. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly recommend it still. Um, don't have any more news, so let's talk. We actually have uh, four new trailers this week, and some actually pretty good stuff. Yeah, the the first one I have I want to talk about because there's some things I don't understand, and and there aren't any answers for me yet for this. But this first trailer is a, a game called The Day Before, and it's an announcement trailer. So it's, you know, it's your standard post-apocalyptic, there's zombies that they call infected. You know, it's it's very uh, samesies that way to a lot of other things. Now, the graphics are really good in this trailer, yeah. first of all. And also, it, it, it said it was multiplayer, and... What confused me was it seems like there's this part in the trailer where this guy is going through a convenience store, like, looting it. And then these other guys come in and start looting it as well. And then they see him and they are, like, they go aggro and they're trying to kill him and he kills them and runs away. It made it seem like they were other players in the game. And I think likely it was other devs if that's the case and which made it look more cinematic than it would be but i wasn't sure if that was what that was really what the game would be like when you're playing it i don't know this is a this is actually an mmo yeah it's like an mmo with npc zombies so it has like environmental dangers as well yeah and it's a survival game so there's survival mechanics and i'm thinking like a little bit of like PUBG mechanics in there as well uh you know you got to kind of find your supplies and ammo and stuff (sighs) they lost me at survival though i don't want i don't want that i don't want that well i'm i'm sort of over this genre but as far as things within this genre it looked like it was pretty well done yeah it kind of reminded me of the division a little bit that's what I said. I said that literally out loud while we were watching it. And uh, yeah. it looks like Division. It has pretty good graphics. It looks like if the Division was also like The Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mash those two together. Yeah. That's what this is like. Yep. Yep. With a little bit of PUBG. So uh, so that's uh, coming out for probably PC, I bet. Uh, at the very Likely so. Yeah. Uh, then we actually got a trailer for the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yeah. So I'm going to get this. Uh, I would like to replay. I only played the first Mass Effect once. Uh, back in the, I think when Mass Effect Two came out, because I didn't play it when it came out, um, and I played it when Mass Effect Two came out, and so I could play Mass Effect Two. Um, so I would like to play that with like better graphics and updated gameplay a little bit. So I am probably gonna wait on this. I mean, it looks fantastic. The the updating looks great. Um, Mass Effect is my favorite game of all time, but I have played through it six times and I have played through Mass Effect two, two or three times. And I've played through the third one twice. I played Mass Effect two about 15 times. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I can wait on this. There's a lot of other stuff I want to play first, like new stuff. Uh, I just Mm -hmm. don't have the time really. If I had a lot more time, I'd probably get to this, but. I don't. Time, time, time is what turns kittens into cats. 
Time, time, time! Do you understand the horror? Don't we just want more time? We are out of time. Yeah, we are. Uh, then we have a trailer for Destiny 2 Beyond Light. This is a DLC for Destiny 2. Yeah, so I don't know anything about Destiny, really. Um, there's, like, these real big, like, uh, elephant-looking guys. They were kind of cool. Uh, they were Cabal. Okay, yeah, there's these elephant guys, and they're kind of cool. Yeah, so the Cabal, I've actually, I actually like the Cabal of the best of all the bad guys in Destiny. Um, and then this is some sort of, uh, this new, I think it's a female Cabal, that sort of has come in is like I'm the leader of the cabal now, and we're we got to team up against this other faction or whatever. And she has these like elephant tusks, really cool looking. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I've just I've played I've played so many hours of Destiny. I've played like you know eighty eighty at well, if you combine the first and the second game, heck, I've I've probably played two hundred hours of Destiny, and that's enough for me. I'm I don't really need any more. If Destiny Three comes out, I'll get that. There you go. But uh, yeah, I've I've played my Destinies. Uh, I wonder. You think Missy's gonna get this? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, she loves it. And Jay and Wendy too. Yeah. So I mean, it looks good though. It does look good. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Destiny's great. There's there's no shooter that feels as good as Destiny. It's the great. It's the best feeling shooter out there. I think. I don't like first person games. I know you don't. Uh, so let's talk about a game that we don't know what it is. Uh, if it's first person, third person, or isometric, we don't know. It's uh, Total War Warhammer Three, or War. It, is it Warhammer Three Total War? Is that what this? Is, or is it Total War Warhammer Three? Uh, it's Warhammer Three. I don't know. The way it was listed on YouTube, <laughs> I copied, so it said Total War Warhammer Three in YouTube. Okay. Uh, this. Man, th- this is a cinematic trailer, but this is some of the best CGI that I think I've ever seen. These graphics are state of the art. <laughs> state of the art. Whoa, man. These graphics are state of the art. This, I mean, it looks incredible. This even looks maybe better than that um, Elder Scrolls Online trailer that we got. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Oh, yeah. This was the coolest trailer of all of these. Uh, I, I don't know anything about Warhammer except sometimes we go to a, like a Warhammer store to buy paints for our other minis <laughs> and uh, that's all I know about Warhammer and it looks cool uh, this is not the- I thought it was in the future but I, then I learned there was two Warhammers there's Warhammer 40k and there's Warhammer original okay okay that's that's what I was just about to say I was like I thought Warhammer was in space with like giant bugs things and and the big armor, but this looked like it was in the past. So okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So this is Warhammer, and then that's Warhammer 40k. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense. Cause uh, shout out to the Polish winged hussars in this. Look, they looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everything in this looked cool. And there's magic in this because this woman who is apparently the leader of one of these sides comes out of this tent and starts doing magic. And, and there's, there's a shot of her facing off against big bad. And it is dope, dude. She's got like this ice power and it, I mean, she's and it's like swirling around her. I was like, this is high fantasy. This is awesome. Yeah, it did look awesome. Even if you have zero interest in Warhammer and like, cause I'll probably never, play this game because it'll probably be some kind of game that i'm 
because I never heard of these other Warhammer games, you know? Yeah. Like, and if, even if I have no idea what kind of game it'll be or whatever, but uh, the trailer's worth watching just because of how cool it looks. Really, really cool. I would almost like, don't give me the game, just make a movie. Whoever animated this, make a whole movie because this is a, this is so yeah. Cool. I would watch that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we wish this was a movie, uh, not a game. Yep. And worth watching the trailer. Sick though. trailer. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm gonna go watch uh, Wandavision now. Please do. It was so good. Can't wait. And then um, you got anything else? Nothing for me. All right, folks. Well, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm a winged hussar. Happy trailsers. <laughs> I'm Nick Kelly, and I'm an elephant guy from Destiny 2. Happy trailsers. Happy trailsers. Okay, okay. That's that's what I was just about to say. I was like, I thought Armageddon was in space with like giant bugs things and, and the big armor, but this looked like it was in the past. So, okay, that makes sense.